If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. It's Jesse May. We need content. We need motherfucking content. We're here, quarantine week two. I'm going motherfucking crazy. I don't know about you, but I am. I've hiked 3,700 miles already. <laughs> I'm literally putting snacks in a backpack and going hiking and just waiting until my shins give out. How are you guys surviving during this quarantine era, the unknown, uncharted territory, uncharted waters we are going into together? Hopefully you're feeling somewhat motivated. Hey, one of my friends, I asked to do a show with me. She's like, nah, I'm going to listen to the universe. And the universe is telling me to slow down. And that made me want to just sit down and do nothing. But I'm the type of person that if I sit down and do nothing, I'll go crazy. So I hope you guys are finding your content and your podcast. Share mine, if you wouldn't mind, to a friend who maybe hasn't listened to it. If you love it, rate and review it. If you haven't already done that on Apple iTunes, that sounds redundant. Um, I hope you're able to pay your rent. And if not, fuck them. Fuck them. Because we're all going down together. I think that's the whole point of the coronavirus. None of us are safe. There are amoebas everywhere. Ah, there's amoebas on the countertops. They're in your butthole. Watch out for the butthole, the mutating butthole amoebas. <laughs> the coronavirus virus is coming for you. It is apocalyptic out there. Nothing's open. The only thing that's open is our hearts, hopefully. I'm drinking a golden milk latte. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. It's day wine, bitch, because I'm in a motherfucking quarantine, and I don't know what's on the other side of this. It feels like that part of the alien movie where all the hippies are riding out to the desert in their RVs with their take me now signs and their bullshit old school tube TV antennas trying to make connection. It is apocalyptic. Out there, save yourselves. Help each other. I, it's, it's, it, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Hopefully you're surviving and thriving and you're feeling good. And read. Do some reading. Paint something. Now's the time to do the shit you've always been putting off. Now's the time to break out that guitar your wife says is annoying. Now's the time to, to bust out the, the drums. Fuck it, Mom. I'm going to make some noise. I want to make some noise because the apocalypse is louder than anything right now. It's on our heels. Let's learn a new skill. Now's the time to learn a new motherfucking skill. Now's the time to do something you love to do because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. It's like a boys to men song, okay? <laughs> Although we go to the tomorrow. I, I, don't, I think it was like a country song. I think Boys to Men just took all country songs and made them R&B. God bless, because it got me through a lot of really bad finger-blasting years. I, I honestly, I hope you guys are doing okay. Please, please help each other out. I've been smiling to every motherfucker. People must think I'm weird. 
I've been talking to more people. I've literally been yelling across the street high to people who are then scared off of their schwins because some woman with three dogs is screaming at them. People are starting to say hi to one another a little bit more. I think there's going to be a lot of silver linings through this weird time. I think that we're going to start to realize that this is a global community. This is uh, a global issue and that we are a part of a larger existence other than our own little individual bubbles that we are running around in. We're not considering our, uh, our waste that we're putting out. We're not considering how we're not taking care of ourselves and being considerate of other people and spreading our amoebas to other people. There's got to be silver linings. And on the other hand, there's going to be a baby boom. There's going to be divorces. There's going to be all this other shit that happens. But hopefully through it all, we learn that we're not the most important thing. Oh, my God. I am so important. No, you're not, Natasha. Okay, Instagram likes don't matter. Clean hands do now, bitch. It's a new world. We're learning that you can't just pick your nose and open up the door to the bank anymore, you fucking slob. God damn it. Sometimes wine is just the only answer. (laughs) I, look, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. I have been motivated to, to evolve and put out some more things for you guys. I actually reopened my Patreon page, which will be available. Um, Jesse May Peluso on Patreon. You can go and be a part of my community, get exclusive content, um, be in the front lines to get early releases of podcast episodes, to get some videos, Q&As, merchandise, tickets to see me live once the comedy clubs open back up. I'm going to start a virtual comedy club, which we're making right now, so you guys can still see me perform while you're stuck at home. Check out patreon.com. Jesse May Peluso is my page name. There's a, uh, it's by donation. So whatever you guys want to donate, whatever you can afford to be a part of the community, you're donating to me being able to put out content and continue my dream and bring you guys some laughter, joy, and inspiration. And also, like I said, share the podcast. Share it to people who might be home and bored and they might like my sentimentality, you know, my crazy, wild, raw Um, sometimes highly inappropriate opinions. And also, last but not least, the last thing I'm going to hopelessly, shamelessly hawk to you guys. If you want a personalized video from me, I'm choking. I'm choking on my wine. (laughs) If you want a personalized video from me, uh, you can hire me on Cameo, and I will make a personalized video for anyone, your family member, your coworker who is making you work without paid sick leave, your sister who keeps, I don't know, using your t-shirt that you love and and there's weird stiff stains on it, whatever you need. If you don't want to communicate to someone in your life, let me do it. Go to Cameo. You can hire me. I'll make a personalized video for anybody in your life. I'll break up with your girlfriend. I'll tell your boss to fuck off. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. Let's live a little bit more bolder. (laughs) Hire me. Jesse May Peluso. I'm available. I'm, I'm trying to create new ways for us to connect new ways for me to survive and still be able to do what I love. Patreon, Cameo, Jesse May Peluso, look it up. And this is a new, new type of podcast episode. It is Psychedelic Sundays here on the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I interviewed one of my nearest and dearest friends, 
somebody who I go to for all psychedelic information. I call her the psychedelic doctor to the celebrities, to the stars, even though she's not a certified doctor. She has years of experience. And as we know, sometimes doctors just stop learning and they tell you that marijuana doesn't heal and you're like, bye, see you later. See you later, Dr. Douchebag. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, this woman is just so amazing. She created Meat Delic, which you guys can check out on Instagram, which is a great location for you to get all psychedelic information. They're also going to be having a um, a conference about psychedelics with some really great people on the DS. She's got Duncan Trussell and a bunch of doctors that are first and foremost in their field studying psychedelics to help people as a therapeutic option. She also has realitysandwich.com which is another place you can go to for information. They're also hiring. If they choose to publish your piece, you could get paid and have your piece published on realitysandwich.com. All that information's in this episode with one of my nearest, dearest friends. Uh, I love to get high with her. She makes me really delicious vegan meals. We like to watch sunsets together and pontificate about our existence and what it all means. And after this episode, I decided I am going to do shrooms with her and record the experience afterwards. So this is the precursor to that with my dear friend, the marijuana mushroom doctor to the world, Miss Jackie Stang. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal... Look, well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's gonna get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully, you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family, I talk about farts, farts. I talk about love, loss comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. And we're here. Sharp Tongue Podcast in your ear. My girl, your girl, Jackie Stang. What up, homies? Psychedelic doctor to the stars. Oh, God. <laughs> Newsflash. Newsflash. I She's not a you, doctor. I just gave you an alkylate. I'm a doctor on Mondays on Instagram. <laughs> Rogan said I am, so not everyone believes it. Well, he's he would know. He would know. He's God. I think of all people to get like a cosign on when, when Rogan says something, it's a fact. I mean, yeah. You've loved him. You've loved him. for. You've been a fan. Shout out to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Shout out Listen, to Joe Rogan. I'm I'm a fucking Joe Rogan scholar. You are, and you're also um, you you enjoy podcasts. I love podcasts. Have saved my life. There was a fuzz on your microphone. Th- thanks for that. They they really have. Not to be super dramatic about it, but they saved my spirit. Certainly, uh, like seven years ago, I was living in London. You lived in London? Oh, foggy London. Oh, fuck, for Christ. You must be mad having tits. I'm mad having, <laughs> darling. Mile. I'm a lady. I do ladies oh, things. Oh, you a lady? How long did you live in London for? Just like a year and a half, man. And they, they are serious. If you are not English, you can barely work there. They're like, fuck no. Really? Hell no. It's really hard. So racist. Super racist. It's like I mean, white, white on white racism. Yeah, it sucks. So <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't need to work, so I didn't work. And so I was like, fuck, I got to do something. So I listened to podcasts a bunch. Do you remember the first one you listened to? 
Oh, well, the first one I ever listened to was uh, Corolla, but that was back in Texas when you had to, like, uh, burn shit to a CD still and put it in your right. car and listen to it. Um, That's a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a lot of fucking work to listen to a podcast. I know, but if you love it, you just put in the work, Jesse. What was Adam, what was his podcast like then? Ah, so Corolla. The godfather of podcasting. I, was, I did his podcast once. Um, as the story goes, <laughs> children, buckle up. He was fired from terrestrial radio here in Los Angeles. <laughs> and and terrestrial radio had gotten and probably still is like not long form, super short snippets, really rigid about what you can say, how you can say it. And then there's a fucking ad every two seconds. It's right? so corporate. And he got fired and was like, fuck that. And then being the entrepreneur he was went and started the Adam Carolla, the Adam Carolla show. Yeah. And now it's ballooned into a like a full-on company and shit. But back then, it was long form, like three hours at a time. There, Jesus. I don't recall. There were no commercials, right? Because he was just doing it. Um, it's a little different now. It, it, is, it is different now. There's commercials. Yeah, it, sound, <laughs> it sounds a little bit like terrestrial radio again. <laughs> Everything's cyclical. Everything, like, goes back to the way it was before. Yeah, I miss those days. But you also, like, how did you... How did you find, I'm going to just get right in because we were on doing Weeds Day before and people had so many questions about the best drugs to do when you want to have sex. How, uh, I like this light is going right into my mouth. How did you find psychedelics? Psychedelics found me. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I think I was 14 or 15 the first time I took a psychedelic, which was LSD, and that was after the first time I smoked weed. I didn't particularly love smoking weed. I still don't love it, but... Um, Why not? It's just not... It's like, it's not my flavor, you know what I mean? Right. Like, once a week, maybe a little more these days, because <laughs> we're all... Because <laughs> the world is ending! We're all quarantined. We're fucking quarantined! <laughs> and, you know, it, I use it sparingly, because when I do use it, it is amazing, and I go on a trip with cannabis on, like, a Saturday, and I ride around with my husband all day and it's fucking beautiful um but the first lsd experience was amazing <laughs> i remember laughing remember the first time you smoke weed and oh yeah you, you just laugh it's like ditch high school weed and you're just laughing your ass off and then you go to mcdonald's it was like that except i didn't go to mcdonald's oh. i went home and my sheets were like suffocating me <laughs> oh god that sounds terrible i remember that vividly i had like those fake satin sheets remember you, of, like yes. the 90s and your your leg hair gets stuck in them. You ever have that issue? No, I used to shave my I, sh oh. I shave my legs, Jesse. I, I I let the shin hair grow because it <laughs> it's cold down there. It keeps me warm. It keeps me warm. I mean, that's what it's there for. Yeah, that's it's definitely like providing a little bit of insulation on my shins. But did you have like a panic attack on the on mm -mm. the? No, no. Like I you felt like your sheets were. Yeah, so that's an effect in my experience of this thing called Lucy. Some might call LSD allegedly um, that if you're inside, not moving, basically staring at a wall, it's an entirely different experience than if you're moving your body or you're outside where the world is moving around you. And so it's like pretty common that you have one experience outside when you're moving around and you come in and you're like, whoa, it evolves to a different level. Mm -hmm. It depends on how long it's been since you consumed it. But that's been my experience. And then when the first time you had, um, when you did LSD, were you like, 
oh, we vibe. Oh, yeah. We've been friends for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> one of my longest friends. <laughs> one, of your, one of your most successful relationships. It's true. And having said that, though, I don't want to sound naive or flippant about it because LSD is extremely potent, obviously. I mean, that's that's like the joke kind of about it is when Albert Hoffman um, accidentally found it uh, back in, I think it was 38, and then he rem- he realized that he found it. He identified it in like 40-something. How did he accidentally find it? He was looking. Who he, is he? Albert Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Is the, well, he was a scientist, a chemist. Uh, back in the late 30s, 40s, looking for drugs to help people with uh, ailments. Uh, in, the, in this case, they were looking for um, drugs to improve blood circulation. Okay. Uh, he and a bunch of other chemists, right? And he, uh, he was synthesizing ergot, or a molecule from ergot, uh, which is a fungus found on rye bread, or used to f- be found on rye bread. And Can you trip from rye bread? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm about to go out to the store. Do they have any left? There's rumors that the Salem <laughs> witches, they, Those, were just, they, they were just high. Super fucked. They, they were, were super fucked up. That's what I heard. Like, it makes sense to me because back then they didn't understand things in the way we understand them now. So if you're tripping on LSD and you didn't mean to. You could appear to be a witch. Totes, man. And they burn those bitches. Oh, man. They were just having a fucking trip. It sucks. So this dude, Albert's in the bush and he's finding LSD. <laughs> he's in a lab. <laughs> oh, he's in a lab. Okay. He's in a 1930s lab, which sounds very unsanitary. Mm, I th- just from the oh, time frame alone. I can't speak to that. Yeah. I wonder what they were doing for sanitizing. I mean, you sprayed me in the face with hand sanitizer six times since I've been here. <laughs> confirm or I deny? Think, uh, confirm. <laughs> I can confirm. It's right here. It's called elliptical, elipitor, lipitor. You sprayed me in the face with lipitor. Sorry. Antimicrobial hand sanitizer. You deserved it. I did deserve it. We're we're underneath the six feet allotted space, personal space for social distancing. But there we go. We got like an extra foot from that. So this dude found LSD on accident. Yep. He synthesized it one year and then came back to it. They decided, oh, nothing's come of this research. Um, And then he came back to it a couple years later and he decided to consume it, to test it as you would. Absolutely. I would be testing that shit all the time. Right. Quality control. He got the dosage wrong. Now, I'm not going to remember the exact dosage, um, I can get back to you on that. You could put it in your show notes. I would love it in my show notes. I'll, I'll look. I can look it up for those super nerds. <laughs> but um, basically, he took like twenty times ish what like a normal dose was. <sighs> and getting back full circle to the point that LSD is wildly potent. Okay. Can people die from overdosing? Nobody, to our knowledge, has ever died from consuming LSD. Right. Could they die from? Like the reactionary effects that overdosing might have. Like you said, you know how these Salem witches, people thought they were witches, but they were really just overdosing on drugs. Could maybe, you know, movements and things you're thinking in your brain put you in a precarious, Could dangerous situation? Could somebody kill themselves? Yes. Yes, uh, and I believe there are stories of people doing that. I don't know of any, per- like, actually. So it's not a hugely common thing to happen. No, it's an extremely safe substance. Like on face value, the substance itself biologically um, isn't going to kill you that right. we know of if it's pure. 
Um, but it can send people into schizophrenic-like states. Right. Um, so if you have schizophrenia in your family, you shouldn't take any psychedelic. Can it do that without a pre-consisting... Pre-existing. Pre-existing, thank you. Or consisting, that works too. Yeah, can they do it without a pre-existing disposition to having schizophrenia? Or can it just send you into a schizophrenia state without you even having those sort of uh, already... Well, in your family. That's a good question. I just wonder because I know know from what I have read and and experienced that like you can, maybe it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Maybe it goes both ways. So there's this guy named Joseph Campbell. Love him. Power of myth. Ah. Man with a thousand faces. A hero's journey. A hero's journey. Listen, during this time of quarantine, really great audio books to get. Him and Bill Moore's. We should have put that. I posted a... on, reali- Myers, on realitysandwich.com, we posted uh, like the top trippy movies to watch during this quarantine. Um, that's not necessarily a movie. I think it's like a mini series. It's a mini series. Oh, definitely, guys. Smoke some weed, have a glass of wine, whatever you fancy. It's have a beautifully produced series. Netflix, right? Netflix. It's it, it'll it educates you. It it makes you. Um, empathetic don't you think like it sort of touches bases on all those important well so joseph is this very special i think he was an yeah he's a cultural anthropologist yep and a philosopher he was super equipped to talk about mythology and the human behavior around mythology right yes. so and the mythology on un- the underlying mythology within all religions mm-hmm. and he has a very interesting take on lsd in that the way he describes it as, yes, going on an LSD trip is putting a person into a schizophrenic state. So there's social schizophrenia that mm-hmm. you and I might have because we don't, we aren't actually schizophrenic. And then there's schizophrenic, schizophrenic. Right, like the actual and classified. Yeah, and they're pretty close. They're like, you know, they're related. They're, they're right, sisters. They're right here on the same line, man. They're sisters. They're at the same table on Thanksgiving. So you're going to the table, man. You're going to the table. You just might not be walking away with a plate. Yeah. You might... Bring a plate if you already have it pre-existing. Wait, you, you might not take a plate. You might just never leave the table. You might bro. not. You might just be in a consistent LSD trip your whole life. That sounds like there's so many things I want to ask you about, but that just made me think about um, what is that thing that people smoke? Ska, ska, uh, sal- sal- salvia. Salvia. Yeah. What the fuck is sal? Have you ever smoked that shit? Nah, man. I ain't crazy. That looks insane salvia on its own from what i understand matt stang are you listening matt stang correct me if i'm wrong matt stang's the real uh matt stang's a <laughs> he's the real dude it's a leaf that has a psychoactive salvia divin- divinorum divinorum on its own is actually not bad it's when things are bastardized or Right, oh, yeah, they're making they're it hyper-concentrated. Just like with hash. Right. Like with fucking right, dab right. hash. And people are just like, dude, we're going to salvia the fuck out of the party. Yeah, bro. And I've heard stories from Ryan uh, Singer, who told me that people have smoked it and have been on a seven-year trip. But they were out for two minutes. That's a long vacation. It's a long... Can I get some <laughs> vacation insurance? Yo, is there, do I get paid leave for that shit? Jesus Christ. But they're only out in reality for like two or three minutes, but in their mental state, 
in the the salvia time, it feels like years. That might have been DMT. <sighs> that sounds a lot like DMT. God. I mean, it, that's like, the, think about it, it can be useful. It's like you're time traveling. So and if you're time traveling seven years in advance or sideways or backwards, like you can like learn a lot. Yeah, you seven can acquire years. information. That's true. You could learn a language. You could become fluent in fucking Swahili. <laughs> You could maybe, if you time travel the right direction, you can re like you can excavate a dead language, learn some Sanskrit, Mayan. Hello, get some Incan tattooed on your forearm. Oh God! Oh God! I wish someone would do that. I like the way that Native Americans sing in ceremony. It's so beautiful. Can we get more of that? I think that'd be a really cool thing to listen to. Maybe while you're stoned as well, like just a little classic native american or just native and indigenous anything any indigenous singing without you know a, a synchronized what do they call that like a, a track a music track on it just like like language sounds <laughs> <laughs> sounds <laughs> sounds i smoked a little marijuana before we started Sounds. 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 Do you like the sounds? Do you like sounds? What did you experience when you have had a super dose of LSD? Oy vey. Like, I haven't had a heroic dose of LSD because I'm super cautious. Uh, I, I like to ride the line. Mm. I like to stay safe. I, you know, I've never been driven to just say, like, fuck it to the world and, like, peace out. You yeah. Know, I'm, 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 like... Why do you think that is? Why do you think you've never been driven to? Well, because I'm also driven to succeed <laughs> in the world that we live in. And that you like reality. I like reality. And I'm not trying to escape from Jackie. I like Jackie. I'm right. just trying to get back to little Jackie. Right? Mm, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, man. Like You feel like it reconnects you with, with your essence and your childlike... It can. Wonderment and awe. It can. And I think if everyone, like, if you think about little Jesse or whoever's listening, think about your young, like, the last time you felt okay. Like, without the pressures of, a, of adulthood and you're just, like, daydreaming and on, like, a field trip and you're just, like, reading a book in the corner of library on library day or some shit. You know, like, those moments. We're just trying to get back there. I'm still trying to think of one. <laughs> oh, you have a rough childhood. I'm still trying to think. I'm like, I, you know, I've had, I had a balanced childhood. I had a humbling childhood, but I had love, and that's what kept me off the stripper pole and off of dick for, you know, for sport. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like, I got mad love for strippers, dude. I do too. I think it's a, it's a recession-proof gig for the most part. You think? Well, maybe right not because that hustler movie. Remember, you ever see the hustlers with J Lo? No, I can't. I can't do it. Oh, it's a plane movie. Okay. It's a good plane movie. I watched that in Lion King. JLo looks fucking good. <sighs> she, honestly, she we're going to find out she's an alien. She's been some stem cells in her face. Oh, she definitely she put stem cells in her face. Dude. Probably from her own kids. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> she is so, so gorgeous. That might be illegal. It might be illegal, but you know what? Sometimes you get rich and you get out of touch and you don't think about legalities. I'm so, I'm all out of touch. I can't even put my fucking put near you. Stem cells in my face. <laughs> no, man. I think that um, strippers. I think like who knows? I could have been a stripper. 
I I I don't have the body for a stripper. Yes, you do. Naughty. Yeah, yes, you do. I'm soft. No, you have an amazing body. I'm a cancer crab. I'm soft and gooey. <laughs> It's nice. No, you are beautiful, and I don't know why you you say you don't have a body for a stripper. That's some that's bullshit. Well, I mean, it's like typically they're like you know it's naturally thin people like yourself. I don't know abs. I think there's some girls in Atlanta that might ATL. <laughs> you watch Cardi B when she goes to the clubs. Oh my god, I get a little turned on. I'm not gonna lie. Sh- the way she moves and the way she commands the stage but no it's like the gals that she goes and they're they're just like their booties they are moving their booties like their the, booties are magical like you know those wing those balloon wing things outside like a a phone uh, store yeah or like a used car lot that's what their butts do their butts like they dislocate from their bodies their mm-hmm. butt i feel like their butt is its own body it's really it's really admirable i think strippers People like to talk shit about strippers. I talk about it in my set. I think it's. I think every girl should try it. Oh yeah, just get, at least get near a, st- a strip club. Like I worked at one for like two days, but not as a stripper, as a waitress. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, and the 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 manager was trying to get me to get on the pole, and I was too scared. That happened to me too. So I was in Los Angeles. See, so many years ago, I was in Los Angeles, straight off the bus. <laughs> Who is this? Who is this person? Straight off the bus. Who do we have? Who did we phone? Straight off the bus. <laughs> and the parents were like, man, you got to get a job. Actress. Want to be actress? And I was like, oh, okay. So I found this ad, and I went to the place in downtown Los Angeles. Now, downtown LA is oh, is get, it's coming back. It, it's and okay it's still now. a little sketch. But it's <laughs> it was pretty sketch back then. I mean, there's the percentage of sketch was much higher back then. This was maybe like nine... Ten, this is 10 years ago. Yeah, so the sketch level versus 12. Gentrified level was much different. Yeah, and uh, I walk in, and it was, like, dark, and there's a lot of, I just remember pink. It was dark. And it was <laughs> like pink. pink lights? Yeah, pink lights. <laughs> I walk in. I, there was a waitress job. There was a bunch of dudes. It was, like, a dark hallway, and I was like, uh, I don't know. It sounds like my same experience. I'm here for the waitress job, and he was like, <laughs> Oh, no, waitress job. And I'm like, oh, okay, bye. And I turn around, I start and he's like, no, 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 come, 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 come. And I was like, ah! Almost was a stripper. Did you work? Did they give you, like, an outfit? I was there for five seconds. Oh, my God. I They I, they got me through the door. They put me in an outfit. There was, like, a <laughs> neck. There was, like, a collar. <laughs> I think I had a leash on it. I'm pretty sure I was walked around the strip club like a labradoodle. And I was just like, this is fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> this is totally cool. Yeah, pay your dues. Everything's man. normal to be, you know, walking around in a strip club with a fucking harness on. What? Where did you go from? Because I'm always gonna go back to drugs. Yeah. How do we start talking about strippers? That was my. It's bad. a. Na- I think when you talk about drugs, it's a natural um, <laughs> deviation to go to strippers. Mm-hmm. Where did you go? F- did you go anywhere from LSD? Or did you stick with it for a while? So I grew up in the late 90s candy rave scene. Oh, shit. <laughs> and y'all remember Jankos? Shout out to Jankos. What's Jankos? Oh, man. You know what Jankos. Remember Hot Topic? Oh. Okay, so Hot Topic sold Jankos, which were like ridiculously large wide leg pants. Oh, yes. I know exactly like, no the, rhyme or reason. Yes. They don't need to be that wide. Right. It was a statement. But they were wide. And they'd have, like, cool little accoutrement additions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do your hair fun. And you wear, like, candy around your neck. Yep. And 
you'd go Slip dance. Slipknot t-shirts. No, well, yeah, I guess that could be cool too. I, but for me, it was more like positive. It was like like rainbow bright. Yeah. You know, and people would come dressed to the nines and like great, like Mardi Gras type shit. And you'd listen, and it would be like a, a like a legit rave. It'd be for the music. You'd right. go and like that was if you felt odd or weird, you'd go and you'd like fit in for a second right in this warehouse full of weirdos it was always in a warehouse huge ceilings always in a warehouse big in square like awesome places too right because it was on the dl right so it's not really super regulated i mean promoters would do it and they probably were paying cops off and so that's how they were allowed to happen but this is like what created the giant edcs that we know now in coachella um, that really happy vibe and people and so what was offered back then on the streets was arguably a lot safer. I mean, not completely safe, but a lot safer than what you can get now, unfortunately, on the streets. Like, don't don't take what people give you on the streets. Because it's all cut with shit, isn't Just it? Just don't fucking do it. Yeah, it's, not it's not worth, worth it. it. And it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not really... Like, if you want to take a psychedelic, take a psychedelic. Yeah. Don't. Right, because you want to... You wanna reap the whole benefit of it you don't yeah. want to cut corners when it's coming no. to your mind in a trip that could help you well yeah and uh fentanyl is a huge fucking problem and yeah they, it's, a, it's an it's a legit epidemic they ship it in nowadays uh it comes from china and also mexico on the same route that cannabis comes in and we're on, you know, we're in california and that's like a direct line um, the Sinaloa cartel is, is really big and bringing that shit to America now. And so, um, but to go back to your question, yeah, so the candy rave scene, they'd be in, like, um, hangars on an airport. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my and God. Like, LAX terminal rave. Oh, they'd be mm-ts, so mm-ts, much mm-ts, fun. Mm-ts. And they'd have the... You're co- not going to make your flight. There's actually a Burning Man now, an actual 747. That's dope. It's that's fun. really cool. Can you go in it? Is it like a yes. piece? That's you have to cool. wait in line. Which that's awesome. I don't do lines, so I haven't been in it. But <laughs> I don't do lines either. <laughs> I, no, I don't do lines. Not even a Burning Man. I don't like lines. But just to see this fucking almost fully built 747 in the middle of the desert. That's awesome. Really takes you back to. And I bet you like a lot of people at Burning Man came from that rave scene too. Yeah, I'm sure. And so um, you just kind of take what people gave you. And back then it was a lot of ecstasy. I've never done anything jackie i know like kind of literally i'm a baby when it comes to that you're a special baby amy baby what is ecstasy like for people out there who may have be who may have not have done it uh ecstasy is people don't really take ecstasy anymore that is it like, rolling is it like when you're like oh you want to fuck everybody and it puts tiny holes in your brain see <laughs> fake news the more you know fake news <laughs> You know what puts <laughs> tiny holes in your brain is fucking bath salts yeah. and, and, and cocaine and whatever they cut the shit with from under the sink. And oh, yeah. Fentanyl, what is, fentanyl all that shit rots yeah. your brain. MDMA yeah. or an analog of or MDMA or sassafras. Um, I can't get over that. That sassafras is a source in something real. It all comes from something. I mean, LSD came from uh, fungus matter or if to oversimplify it, plant matter. Right. Um, sassafras, yeah, sassafras tree, sassafras bark. Um, mistletoe has also been known to produce um, MDMA analogs. And no wonder parents are smooching underneath them during the holidays. I mean, Christmas, talk about mythology. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is about this big white shaman. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Up north, where the snow's up to your fucking, you can't open your door. Right. It's Nordic. So the shaman comes in through the 
chimney with some mushrooms, some dried mushrooms, which is like totally normal. We all know what we're all f- okay with mushrooms right. in, the, in the grocery store. It's just another mushroom. It just you have more fun eating it. Yeah, it's so much more fun than shiitake. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you don't like shiitakes? I think shiitakes are great, but y- y- what you're saying is you don't get you don't trip on shiitake. No, so much more fun than shiitake. So much more fun than shiitake. Fuck you, baby Bellas. And then you go on a trip when you're stuck inside your fucking Nordic home. Santa Claus got everybody stoned. Listen. What? You, like what? Re- what does he look like? He he looks like he looks like a stoner. He, but his outfit, red and white. He looks like an Amanita Muscaria mushroom. Oh, he does. He looks like that mushroom. The mushroom. These look like mushrooms. The sacred mushroom. Yeah. These microphones look like mushrooms. Oh my God! It all goes to the source. The yeah. sacred mushroom. Mm-hmm. The, with the little red and white on the top. I mean, this is a this is a theory. I'm I would argue a strong Yo, theory. Yo, Santa Claus. Is a mushroom? Bitch, Christmas just got better. I know. I never even heard that before. I know. We we've we've we forget how quickly we forget, darling. <laughs> how quickly we forget our re- our source. You, you know, mustn't forget your source. That's why it's re- it's important to remind people. Um, and you know, MDMA is one thing because that's synthesized in a lab, so people have like certain reactions to like that the lab aesthetic yeah. so right? is M- all mdma synthesized yeah like it doesn't come straight from the earth yeah we have to humans have added their touch how <laughs> look at the video <laughs> sorry guys we're like chilling in we're in her uh tree house here thing here um how how do people how do they discover mdma if it's something that was synthesized like somebody must have um, with some chemistry, knowing that combining certain molecules together, you get that reaction. From what I understand, uh, that sassafras, it stems from there, right? They made sassafras beer and people would get a little root beer and they get a little high off of it. And then it just takes like one super nerdy smart guy with the right utensils to like go Albert. and be like, yeah, like Albert Hoffman or just like people, whatever, underground chemists to be like, hmm, I wonder how I could manipulate this molecule. I mean... The behavior is actually super noble, I think, because it's just a somebody being curious. Yep. Um, and we we get amazing things from people being curious in labs. Absolutely. Um, MDMA being one of them. Yeah. And how many times have you done MDMA? A lot. <laughs> yeah. What is what do you think is the most common thing people can expect from an MDMA trip? Um, and do we call it a trip? Is that correct language? You can. I mean, you know, again, I don't have all the answers, and I certainly hate rules, except for the one, which is safety. (laughs) Safety's cool. Safety's cool. It's cool to be safe. I think it's vital to be safe. You can call it what you want, a trip, a journey, a voyage, um, whatevs, you know, that's that's for you to decide. It's your own myth. It's your own story. Has something happen consistently like can you expect something from yeah. it each time for you what what do you expect so mdma or mda or 2cb um or sassafras or similar analogs are empathogens right so what is that em- empathy you think of the word empathy and what they do really 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 well is allow people to relax enough into their heart space and shut all the noise and negativity off, and then it allows people typically to become open, right? Open with what they're thinking, and then open with other people. Uh, and that can be really useful in treating mental health disorders. Like depression. Oh, yeah. Suicide, so, suicidal thoughts. PTSD. 
Uh, MAPS is in uh, stage three trials right now to test their theory that MDMA is extremely useful in treating uh, PTSD and depression in a clinical setting. I mean, that's revolutionary. Yeah. Because essentially with these medicines and therapies, the side effects are nil. Is that safe to say? Um, Comparative to, you know, more, um, I guess, traditional pharmaceuticals that we have? Yeah, compared to pharmaceuticals, absolutely. And it really depends, right? So I say psychedelics. I'm talking, like, about five substances, but there's a ton more. Like, they're finding new analogs of things every single day. What are, like, the main five psychedelics? Uh, generally speaking, it'd be LSD, ayahuasca, DMT goes with ayahuasca, um, peyote, San Pedro, mescaline, um, and MDMA. Sassafras. And psilocybin. I was hoping you were going to say sassafras. And psilocybin. And psilocybin. Um, but MDMA is super useful for, for empathy. And with MAPS, MAPS is probably one of the more common, maybe the most singular source of, of psychedelic information and research right now. Research... Yes. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, MAPS is 30 plus years of fighting the good fight. Rick Doblin is a super renegade. So you look at places like High Times, for example, mm -hmm. who's, who's been around 45 years. Okay. So the powers that be and the people behind that movement have been pushing the agenda for 45 years plus. And then, yeah, currently Rick Doblin has spent the last 30 years trying to affect policy at the same time as creating these new uh, research studies to create legislation that allows certain psychedelics to be tr uh, used medicinally. Which they have to go through a clinical trial oh, yeah. in order for that to it's happen. It's insane. Yep. Uh, but Johns Hopkins University, tons of um, colleges in London, there's uh, like a ton of universities doing study. Yale. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I read something that Yale was doing some research with that. Yeah, in Israel. clinical studies. Um, Israel's, is Israel a leader in psychedelics as much as they are have been mar with marijuana in the past? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're fucking over there doing God's work. <laughs> they're over there doing surgeries on MDMA. Yeah. <laughs> Look. They're over there doing open heart on psilocybin. <laughs> Israel knows what's up. Yeah. And, uh, but, but Germany, listen, a any organized nation that has a military is studying psychedelics um so and for you like if somebody's out there like me let's say for me i haven't done anything mm -hmm. i've i mean i smoke marijuana obviously you guys know that i enjoy marijuana pretty much every day but i always say i smoke to get right i don't smoke to get high i'm not smoking to get like i'm similar to you where i like my feet on the ground and once in a while i don't mind if i float a little bit but for the most part it's just sort of to come you know, I have like my own little monster that I just want to like silence so I can get some emails done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but for somebody like me and maybe somebody out there who's listening, who's never done a psychedelic, who is interested in it and maybe has some trepidation because they already have pre-existing anxieties or maybe depression or something. Is there a psychedelic that is a good place to start for somebody like me or somebody out there similar? Yeah, well, and this is not from a diagnosis standpoint because I'm not a physician. I'm not a learned doctor. You are psych. You're a delic doctor. <laughs> delic. Oh my god. You need to good. do delic doctor like how I do Doctor Peluso on Mondays. You should do delic doctor where you do this because all you have to do, and I tell them, 
I'm not a real doctor. I'm only going to give you advice based off of my experience. And look, honestly, there are doctors out there who are less qualified to tell me what you're telling me. Yeah. Because of your experience. I agree with you. No, the anecdotal evidence from everyday people, civilian experience, is wildly valuable and far outweighs the stuff that you can learn in a fucking organized study or a lab. In a book. Right. We just have to destigmatize the conversation so that we can start to collect data from people, everyday people. Yeah. Um, because the the amount of people that are consuming recreationally far outweighs the amount of people that are consuming in an organized study. And so that's like valuable data that could be synthesized and then hopefully help people and, and actually save people. And put into like an analytical yeah. basis. Like you're basically, you've been doing your own clinical trial your for whole like, life. For like 22 years. <laughs> Imagine if we could gather all that data and put it into a graph, we'd have a better understanding. So, yeah. like, from what you've gathered and what you've accumulated in your 22 years of psychedelic mm. tripping and traveling and therapeutic uh, self-diagnosis, what would you recommend? Yeah. It depends on the person. Say me. For me personally. Yeah. yeah. What should we do? You're already magical. <laughs> no, so two super safe beds. Going back to MDMA. MDMA is used in... The recreational world, the organized recreational world is kind of like an entree into psychedelics. There are analogs of it that can make you feel like you're tripping or hallucinating, but it's not typically a hallucinogen drug, okay? It's like it's a, it's a mood enhancer. Right. Um, and a really awesome one at that, but so it's kind of like an ease, a way to ease your way into the idea that you've that you're in a different mind state, mm -hmm. that you've actually changed your mind state. So I'd like a microdose of MDMA, because if you have serotonin imbalances, it can be, mm, it's something to watch out for. It can right? be a little, a little arduous. Well, just think about it. If you're dumping serotonin and you already have an imbalance, and then you have to work so hard to build that serotonin up again, you're like kind of kicking yourself um, a few steps back. Right. Um, so my first and foremost, like get your gut right. Get your get your flora and fauna balanced. Get that shit right. You want to be healthy. There's a reason you have to go on a specific diet before you go sit for an ayahuasca ceremony, a traditional ayahuasca ceremony. You do? Oh, absolutely. No sugar, no caffeine, um, mostly vegetarian. That makes sense because anytime I have sugar, caffeine, I feel imbalanced. Mm -hmm. I'm up and down. And well, those, those are drugs, yeah, by the way. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Abs I mean, sugar's the worst. Yeah. Sugar should be illegal, Yeah, not psychedelics. Yeah. It's, it's really insane. But I think for you, Jess, I think uh, psilocybin. Psilocybin is super safe. Like um, a microdose. I mean, I would take a regular, maybe half dose, like a gram and a half. Yeah. Uh, like a, like a, I say in quotes, a normal dose or a regular dose is typically three grams of psilocybin. Is, is three grams a trip? Yeah, for most people, unless you're like taking psychedelics all the time and you've just eaten. Uh, but yeah, for most people, that's a trip. Okay, so half of that might be a smart start. I think so, on an empty stomach, um, on a day when you have nothing to do. Just rollerblading schedule? <laughs> just rollerblading <laughs> schedule. Um, and, and, and it's like psilocybin is one of the safest things on the planet, to be honest. Is it one of your favorites? It is. Yeah? It is. Um, but the way it's, it's all about the way you consume too, right? Cause like, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, how would you consume it? Cause there's teas, there's gel caps, yeah. there's right. Just biting it from 
the cap, but I know the cap is more concentrated than the stem. I don't know about that. Okay, is that I, a fallacy? Well, it depends. Again, it depends on who grew it, what kind of what, what the kind of mushroom were, it is, right? Like how they dried it. The you know I, what the weather was that season. Uh, what the mycology is. Yeah. What 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 kind of storm fronts were happening while the shroom was growing? <laughs> so it do, there's a lot of things to consider. My, uh, mushrooms are very complex. There's a, a really super dope movie. Um, it's you, it's coming out uh, called Fantastic Fungi. I've heard about this. Yeah. Wait, is it somebody that I met through you? Oh, no, because that, um, that gentleman was doing the documentary with Lamar Odom, which was about oh, the, that was the, ketamine, the ketamine treatment. Zap, shout out to Zappy. Yep, yep. shout out to Zappy. Um, Fantastic Fungi. I think on March 26th, they're going to be um, uh, showing that live. Um, that's and, dope. And that gives you, uh, that's amazing because it gives you reverence for the, the complexity of just all mushrooms. And they're kind of inner network, and it's super beautiful. You should maybe take mushrooms and watch it, but that's you know just a suggestion. I probably should go outside first if, with my first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what were we talking about? And so, yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, the the approaching it with a little bit more of a oh. microdose. So most people, a lot of people are taking like chocolate, right? Right. It's like you get the chocolate from your local dude. Yeah. And that can be cool, but it's you're missing a lot of the connection between you and the actual substance itself and 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 that's cool if that's what you want to do but my own personal use has always been like I want to get to know you right you're right. my friend I want to actually get to know you and so like with weed right you want to touch it smell it feel it taste it I have the best experiences with psilocybin with just the pure mushroom mm. um do you take a bite I just eat them you just eat them you just pop them right in your mouth mm -hmm. and you swallow that fucker whole yeah it's like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Eat this. Yeah. I'm Drink going this. to eat that. But they also, you can also just crush them up, right? And pulverate them, which is what they're doing now and putting them into capsules. I mean, that's pretty much the same thing. Right. Um, a lot of people are microdosing that way. And what's the shelf life of something like that? Do you think, do you think mushrooms are the same thing with LSD? Like what we answered on weeds day when somebody said they had like acid in their fridge from five years ago. I don't quote me on this, but I, uh, my sense is that mushrooms hold up in when they're stored properly, their potency a little bit better than something like LSD. Right. Just a little bit. Yeah. MDMA has shown has shown to have a shelf life, like an incredible shelf life. I would imagine something synthetic that they might put, like, you know, whatever they put in cereal into MDMA to keep that shit fresh on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Fruit Loops—they'll uh, stay fresh for yeah. fucking years. And LSD lasts a, a quite a long time, and it's like liquid form. But if you put that on paper, or then you like sit it out in the sun, it's gonna like change its constitution. And I also would not—I don't understand why people consume that on paper. Like the thing where you bite it off, like those little sticky, or like actually the paper they a put on the tongue. Blotter paper. Yeah. Yeah, that blotter paper's got a unless it's organic, like from seaweed. Right. Like, you don't want to consume with this amazing substance, so you're going to have this amazing outside of your body experience. Wh whatever's coming, it's like that's the vehicle that you're going to use. Something that's chemical or something that's just not good Same for you. Same with the chocolate. That's like, a good point. That's yeah. a really good point that the vehicle to administer the medicine or whatever should be something that's also an organic, healthy uh, additive to the experience as opposed to something that is not normally good for you that you wouldn't put in your mouth. I like to think so. Just put it right on a dick. I, I didn't really need a dick joke there, but I just think of things that I enjoy putting in my mouth. Just not things. It's not a lot, babe. It's just my man. Just a like dick. I said dick. I'm going to put a tip of LSD on the dick. Just the tip now. What? Where? Um, we're going to do some shrooms. Not right now. Yeah. 
but we're gonna go. We're gonna take you on a trip. You've been wanting to do this with me for oh. a while. Because <laughs> I, th- I just think you're so ripe for it. It's so funny. I have a lot of girlfriends who I love so much, you included, who are just like, n- you know, I don't know, need's not the right word, but like, some people are just kind of magically magically open mm-hmm. and effervescent on their own. Yeah. And you're one of those people, but that you're also going to have a lot of fun. I would benefit from it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you you've had some trauma recently in mm-hmm. your life, and um, psychedelics can really just give you like a kick in the ass uh, outside your – push you outside your psyche so that you can – like stare your trauma in the face and when you stare your trauma in the face and get to know it then it becomes less of a monster right Mm. less of a scary monster and then you go back about your everyday life and slowly over time doing being disciplined about facing your traumas um, and like doing the work to go through your pain gets rid of it and that's what we all want at the end of the day because I think everybody wants that you get rid of it over time you get back to that little little Jackie, little Jesse, and you're enjoying your life more. You're more in the moment. You remember, like, how to enjoy just being. In the moment when you're sober. Like, yeah. for me, the, you know, it's like... That's I mean, such a good point. Yeah. That to enjoy and consume and have these trips allows you to enjoy and consume the moment sober. It's undeniable. Like, the, you cannot unsee what you see when you take a substance. Even just once. Like, it, if somebody's done LSD one time, you can't. They can't unsee it. They they'd be lying. Right. That's why we got to get Trump. Like <laughs> some. <laughs> come on, San Pedro. Somebody, come on. We really need to, please. I'd like to see him lie. Yeah. About that shit. Yeah. No, he would just be funny. Maybe I, I don't, don't know. know. Well, aside from all the terrible, awful, horrible parts about him. He's really funny to watch. He is really funny to watch. Uh, and maybe he'll get humbled by something. Somebody should slip some LSD into his morning coffee. I think he would be somebody who would benefit wholly from having a trip and looking his demons right he in the face. might go schizophrenic. Well, then maybe he, maybe we, would, we wouldn't have to deal with that. I know. Not, you look, guys, it's all going to be fucking fine. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Hopefully, psychedelics will be available for people. Hopefully, do you feel it moving towards a more... I think some of them. MDMA has a really, really, really amazing shot at, even in 2021, becoming actually um, legally allowed to be prescribed for um, psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Psilocybin looks like it's... It's a f- kind of on its way. On a fast track to decrim. I mean, it's already been decriminalized yep. in several cities. Um, if it could be, if people could stop going to jail for like plant matter, that'd be fucking wonderful. That'd be amazing. Um, I I don't have s- as high hopes for something like LSD, but the, you know, ayahuasca is are is, is legal if you're a part of a church, and in other countries, it's fully legal. 5-MEO is legal in certain parts of the world. If you're part of a church, I'm going to church. (laughs) I'm going to church Sunday. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. (laughs) Give me my ayahuasca. When fucking San Pedro grows out of the ground, man. Mescaline, peyote. Like, they grow out of the cactus. We've got to stop the insanity. Remember that bitch (laughs) from the 90s? Susan Powder with the short hair. We have to stop the insanity. Rent is too damn high. (laughs) That's what I thought of when you said that. The rent is too damn high. 
We're in a fucking quarantine. It's Cannabis Virus Quarantine Day 3 with my girl Jackie Stang. This is going to be a to-be-continued episode because we are going to go and enjoy a microdose together. And we'll we'll come back with a recap as to what happened in both of our in independent and uh, our together experiences. Remember, Jesse, the way she is now. <laughs> I'm going to be forever changed. So she's going down the rabbit hole. Forever now, forever now, forever more. No more a whore. How for now, Al? Four score, no more whore. <laughs> Where can my people find you? You have a lot of exciting endeavors. Oh. You've always been an amazing creator and producer and ideator. You've got Meat Delic. Yeah, man, Meat Delic, the first ever psychedelic wellness summit. You are on the forefront of the psychedelic push. I'm so excited for Listen, you. I'm sprinting. You are sprinting. I like to win. Yes. You um, had uh, a um, summit. You had a, a event posted for may but you had to postpone it yeah we we shout out to my team for postponing that i mean but there are a lot of all live events basically are having to be postponed or yes. canceled so i'm super grateful that we were able to postpone it with the same lineup you had an amazing your lineup is amazing oh man we got duncan trussell we got dave asprey duncan trussell duncan the man motherfucking himself. Trussell. we got cr dr chris ryan jp sears jason silva i mean it's right out of like the it's joe rogan's yeah. joe rogan's playbook like <laughs> I told you I was a scholar. Um, with tons of other people, too. Um, at Wisdom LA, meetdelic.com. It's going to be super fun. You're going to learn a lot about psychedelics, but you're also going to have fun. Yes. Learning should be fun. Learning should be fun. Edutainment. Ed yeah, edutainment. Yeah. I got that from Ty Lopez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Reality Sandwich. Reality Sandwich is a amazing information website, all free currently, bitches. <laughs> Oh, you better get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's hot off the press. All free. Oh, 10,000 plus pieces of information about psychedelic culture. Um, and it's super fun to get in there and dig around. So get in there and dig around. It's like a library of consciousness. Yeah. It's super amazing. And then we have thedelic.com, which is coming out in two weeks. It's a find your experience, upgrade your journey. So is it sort of to help people with their journeys? To the, Yeah. That's it's awesome. tools and... Um, guides to help people on their in their journey work i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to stay up on that i'm gonna yeah. be on the website every day at 8 a.m like okay let me check in with my journey notes here <laughs> and it, what about you personally can they find how can they find yeah, you I, I guess <laughs> can you they can find you i guess you can find me on instagram i am jackie stang i am jackie stang yep that's that's her handle two e's man two e's yeah that's i like to you know to have fun there um, and the podcast. And the podcast. Oh, my favorite. My love. Yes. Po I love podcasting. Have I mentioned? Full circle. You uh, have a podcast. Yeah. The Delic Radio. You can find that uh, anywhere podcasts are played, except for SoundCloud. But uh, Apple and iTunes for sure. Delic Radio. Psychedelic Conversations. Boom. In your ear. She will be back. She's one of my favorite people. You're I one think, of my favorite people. I think our dogs are dating now. So That's I guess cool. we're stuck for life. In laws. I'll see you after the trip. Love you, girl. I love you.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.